Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Today is the big day for Sam Pittman in regards to meeting with the media. What did you learn today from Coach Pittman? Learn? It's hard to say learn. It was, you know, I feel like we've hit everything from just about every angle already, kind of like we always do. You know, we come up to Pittman. He's got three things going today. He's got a teleconference. He's got this uh, deal with the Arkansas media, the Zoom meeting at 2, and then, you know, he's got Sam Pittman live later today. Uh, But, you know, we're just kind of talking some more things about Drew Sanders and, you know, him meeting his former team and, um, you know, not having any takeaways the last couple of games. Alabama hasn't had a lot of takeaways either. You know, they they, they played three pretty easy opponents and and one – tough one in texas and, and was challenging that so neither team has gotten a lot of turnovers this season they always say turnovers come in bunches uh, so we talked about that a little bit um you know um jameer gibbs obviously is uh you know a running back catches the ball out of the backfield very well from georgia tech so jordan dominic knows him we talked to jordan dominic last night about you know that relationship they're actually were friends but you know not really close friends or anything like that um discuss a little bit about the running back situation with, you know, you've got four running backs that are looking pretty good, but that's not really how you want to do things. That's not, I've never felt like that's a good approach. And, you know, Sam says that they want to get it to, you know, down to three. Really, to me, it's more like two guys and then, you know, a third kind of distant after that. So they've got to figure that out. Uh, they really like, you know, Rashad DeBinion. They they like the way he's running the ball. They feel like A.J. Green's so much better than he was last year and started to see some things of uh, the old Dominic Johnson in, uh, in the last game too. So it's a good problem to have, but you, the only way, as they were saying, you sort through that is to give the guy scaries and, and figure it out. There's just not a whole lot of carries to go around. So I, I've right. stated my case Rock, on Rocket that. Rocket Sanders gets over 100 yards every game until you start distributing the carries. How do you take carries away from him right mm-hmm. now? Well, I don't know if it's so much take carries away from him. It's just, you know, I don't think that you want to have a three- or four-man rotation. Uh, I've always felt you go with two guys and you, you have another guy who's maybe a change of pace type who can, you know, go in there and you've got packages for him. Obviously, sometimes you get a, a, a guy banged up and you, you have to go to that third guy. But uh, that's that's kind of how I've always viewed handling running backs. And, and really, you, you go with a hot hand, the guy that's that's getting it done the most. So uh, you can't really you, – you're going to pull back from, from Rocket some. You don't want him to have really over 20 carries, I wouldn't think. And, you know, we've seen games where he's gotten a little bit – a little bit gassed and, you know, maybe a little earlier, maybe they feel a little more comfortable with Rashad DeBinion now than they did uh, in the first couple of games after seeing him a little bit more. So maybe, you know, you don't, you don't get rocket gas so much, but I, I really think as of right now, rocket gets the majority of the carries. Um, you know, the next guy closely in my opinion should be Dominic. Uh, and then between DeBinion and, and AJ Green, it sounds like they really like, they really like the Binion and where he's come. So, and he has to he has to have come a long way in pass protection because when we watched him in fall camp. It was, it was not good. 
You know, Trey, if you were the offensive coordinator, Dominic Johnson would probably get 20 carries a game, I think. Yeah, you like, I love him. You like, you like him the best. <laughs> he yeah. knows it. But, yeah. and here, I'm a fan. I, <laughs> I, like, the, I like the way I run, he runs. I always felt like I was a good evaluator of running backs when I was doing more recruiting stuff. I, I felt yeah. confident in my ability to do that. I also feel like it's the easiest position to evaluate. You can either run or you can't. And I, I really like the way that Dominic moves and runs and, yeah, and, I'm the president and, and founder of the Dominic Johnson Fan Club. <laughs> and we've looked back enough, and it's Wednesday by now. But don't you wish, after those four straight carries, they'd have given him a fifth and kept driving towards A&M's goal line instead of using the three yeah. gimmick plays? Yeah, and I'm as much as I was saying, you know, I, I want to, you know, how much I said don't extend the ball out, I, I feel like I also said – uh, Malik Hornsby needs to get the ball more, <laughs> maybe, yeah. maybe in a different capacity, maybe in a more traditional way uh, moving forward. But uh, the way they were running the ball there, really both of those series, I mean, they were, you felt like just kind of demoralizing Texas A&M. And, yes. Um, just a couple of. Just a couple of things here and there. I mean, think about how much different. I know we're we're, we're moving past the Texas A&M game, but yeah. I mean, if they don't go to you know some of the the non-traditional plays with with Malik Hornsby, if they don't fumble there at the goal line, if they don't um, have a bad snap on the last drive of the game for them, um, probably you know, win thirty-five to just seven. Just so many things. There, I don't know if you guys saw. There was an article by Football Scoop uh, that was really well done, where they just basically poured over every single game um, last year, like eight hundred and forty-something games or something, and um, the statistics, like if you are. If you score first, you have a, a you know pretty substantial chance of winning a game. If you lead at half, you have a substantial chance of winning a game, even if it's five point. Uh, if you beat the other team in passing yards, if you beat the other team in rushing yards, like and and all of those things combined, like it made the fact that Arkansas lost the game like one out of eight hundred and forty-nine, like oh an ast- an astronomical. Um, chance for Arkansas to lose that game. So that wow. just tells you if you've ever wondered about any mojo that Texas A&M seems to have. And I've always felt like Sam Pittman kind of carries himself like a guy that has got a little bit of a secret, like knows he's got a little bit of luck on his side. Well, it all came – it all balanced out <laughs> in that <laughs> game according to uh, to that uh, – to those odds with uh, with the things that Arkansas did that, that says they should have not just won the game but won the game handily and they lost. Well, maybe they're due again. How's that? <laughs> the universe will balance it out. Yeah. The Let's universe. talk with uh, TC. TC, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Uh, yes, I've got a little scenario, actually. It's, uh, so we get Alabama, and the chances we beat Alabama, we, the one down the line, Alabama plays A&M at Tuscaloosa. Yep. They win that game. And then farther down the line, they play at Ole Miss. Ole Miss wins that game. That's an undefeated Ole Miss team with probability of the schedule they have. Ole Miss hasn't played anybody. Whoa, 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 whoa. They I play know. Kentucky this week. I, Kentucky's mm-hmm. pretty good. I, and yep. I was getting I was getting to that. They okay. get by Kentucky. They're an undefeated team. We're playing at home an undefeated team. We win that game. We have a tie break with Alabama A&M possibly, um, what are the chances that we get in the SEC championship game? Well, it's a lot easier than that. And we lose that. that. 
excuse me, and we lose that, do we yeah. still have a shot as a two-loss team of making the national playoffs? If only Not. if Georgia's number one and undefeated and, and beats Arkansas, and it's a narrow defeat. That, that'd be the only way. Yeah. What do you think, Trey? Well, I think it'd be pretty tough for anybody that hasn't been, you know, in the college football playoff in the past and like a regular name to have two losses. Maybe. But here's the thing. If you look at college football right now, if if you knock Alabama out and it's it's Georgia, because right now, guys, let's face it, in college football, it is Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. And you can throw everybody else into a hat. There is nobody even in the same atmosphere as those three. And so if Alabama's out and it's Georgia and Ohio State, 11-2 and could get you in if, if again, the loss was to Georgia and it was very close. But that to have all this happen, my gosh, we're a long way from that. I just don't no feel argument. like ESPN will allow a two-loss Arkansas. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> no. Okay. We saw what happened to Texas A&M a few years ago. Yeah. When they picked Notre Dame over them. Well, they just had one law. They were 9-1. and one, But they didn't yeah. play in the SEC championship game. ESPN wanted Notre Dame. <laughs> okay. And they got what they wanted, obviously. Let's talk with Charlie. Charlie, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you, Rick. I, I, I would love to see that, but I think they would. You know, if Bama went 11 and two and lost a close game to Georgia, they'd definitely put them in. Yes, they would. I mean, I'm not. I just think they would, yeah. uh, just because of the respect that everyone has for Bama. And I, I'm with you, Trey. I don't think they would put a two-loss Arkansas team in just because. I don't know. It just feels like sometimes they kind of disrespect us a bit, but I, I do want to say this. Uh, Trey, uh, they kept talking on uh, on the uh, game the other day. I don't know if you went back. I know you go back and watch the game. I don't mm-hmm. know if you turned it up and listened to the commentators, but, you know, McElroy was calling it, and uh, I can't remember who else. But uh, anyway, they kept talking about, you know, if uh, running players across the middle of the field that Texas a was leaving that open. Uh, I know our strength is running the football, and it always and it's going to be. And we talk about, you know, we don't want to run a lot of screens. Well, when we ran a few the other day, they worked. And I, I do want to say about the Hornsby thing, uh, what happened on the play? Did you go back and watch it where if he just pitches it back to Tate that we have a touchdown? What happened on that play? I can't really remember. Did somebody Did he bobble the snap? He dropped it. No, he dropped it, and then he okay. picked it up and had to run at that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, that's what happened. So it just was bad execution. I know yeah. everybody's kind of trying to, and I get it with the whole, you know, browse thing, and let's just do this, let's do that. But I'm okay with getting Malik on the field some. They just got <laughs> Malik, and they got to execute when he's out there. I do agree. Don't just make it a trick play. Yeah. I think there was there's, one play, And there's though, been a lot of people, I think, that have made the good point that if you're going to use him – it can't just be, all right, we're going to put him in the game and give the ball to him. You know, he, yeah. he, he needs to be a decoy also because that – it's just too obvious. Oh, yeah. And wasn't there a play, though, where they tried to run an RPO to him and – well, a pass out to the – he was open, the corner was off. It just got bad. And I think a Texas – yeah, a Texas A&M uh, player tipped it or something. And, yeah, he uh, just he got batted. 
I'm fine yeah. with those. Okay. I'm fine with those kind of, of plays. Yeah, um, and it still hit him in the hands. It yeah. still hit him in the anyway, hands. That's, it did. It yeah. would have been a tough catch. You you put him down for a drop. I don't count that as a drop. As a deflection. I don't need I mean, it because he got tipped. You're hard on. I don't I mean, okay. <laughs> I don't need it because he got tipped. But I I tell you, I, I you know I do agree with getting horns out there some and letting him play and. You know, it's just we got to execute better when he's out there, man. It, it ain't all him, you know, and I, I get it. People are trying to blame Browns. You know, Browns didn't, you know, lunge over the goal line and lose the ball. Browns didn't snap the ball and hit his butt. And we got to execute sometimes, the, too, you know. The week before, Browns didn't fumble twice. I mean. No, um, no, he didn't. There is a, a, Anyways, hey, guys, I, I, thank, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you, Charlie. I mean, in the same hand. I don't know if people are just expecting absolute perfection or what, but I would take 343 yards by Texas A&M's offense and 16 points. I, and, you know, and Barry Odom gets heavily criticized for the defense giving up a play, you know, giving up. You're going to give up plays. Yeah. You're just – you're going to give up plays. Yeah. And it's, it's very disappointing the way Arkansas lost that game because by every metric they should have won except for what was the scoreboard. Um, so, very disappointing. But uh, Kendall, I mean, Arkansas's offense is averaging 500 yards or was before the last last game. I'm not sure what they're at right now. Um, they're running the ball well. It's just you can't have these kind of mistakes in in football. This it's the thing that it's the difference in these games. All these guys, all these teams are very talented. They prepare hard. When they give up a big play, whether it's Arkansas or Auburn or Texas A&M. Their fans are irate and calling for people's heads, just like Arkansas fans are. It's a it's a passionate game, and and people live and die on every play. That's one thing that makes it so much fun. Just the the waves of emotion that come from watching a game. Um, but the standard for people it seems to be pretty high, and uh, and that's yeah. that seems to be perfection. And yeah, that's you ridiculous. know I, I just. You can't expect perfection. And, and I mean, look, K.J. Jefferson has been a star player for Arkansas and made a colossal error. Ricky Stromberg has been an all-SEC player and made a colossal error. Um, you know, Cam Little has been clutch and missed. It, it happens. It just – I think Trey Knox said it in his best Houston nut is, you know, that, that football's shaped weird and there's weird bounces. Arkansas needs some weird bounces to go their way against Alabama. You know, just moving moving ahead. Um, got, would you say Arkansas secondary was better last year than this year? I'm not sure. Guys, no. I, what, with Slusher back Saturday, they were better Saturday, I yeah. thought. Yes. Are they yes. better than they were last year, though? Yes. Probably. I'll say yes. Bryce Young last year threw for 559 yards in this game and five touchdowns and no interceptions. You guys remember that? Oh, boy. That? Oh, I had forgotten that. Five, yeah. He threw for 559. Oh, boy. 559. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's hope they're better than last year. Uh, although I, I do think I 671 think Arkansas, total yards. Don't you think Arkansas can get better pressure on him maybe than last year? Arkansas is definitely better at getting to the quarter. They've got 20 sacks. They lead the nation by four. They have 20 sacks. Next closest team is 16. They could have no sacks in this game. Knock on wood. They could have no sacks in this game and still lead the country. Well, (laughs) hey, Texas put some heat on their quarterback. Uh, Arkansas can do that. Yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see. It's a home game. Uh, What Arkansas needs to happen 
is for the fans uh, to not relent no matter what happens. And, yeah. you know, the way the Texas game went, there were moments where uh, Texas could have quieted, them, quieted the fans down. You know, the muff punt early in the game that uh, ended up going back to Arkansas's favor. But I don't – it felt like everybody was standing from start to finish. It, it, the, the energy never left no matter what happened. And that's what they need. And Alabama's going to go in there, and they're going to try to take the crowd of the game early. And you can't let them. You can't let them do that. You got to stay in it. And I mean, you will bring energy to them. You will bring, you know, surges of adrenaline to the players um, just by being loud and proud. I think Arkansas fans will show up. I'm expecting this to be on par with with what Texas was. Let's speak with Jeremy. Jeremy, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey, and you must make it quickly. We're about out of time. Uh, kind of a question comment. Um, the the uh, uh, Missouri State game, you know, they didn't play Malik Hornsby. I was just curious. You think that's because they, he, you know, were behind, really didn't want to lose the game, so they played their best player. Meaning, yeah, meaning so like, I think they just couldn't find a spot to get him in. I think when it was 14-0, it feels comfortable. I was talking to my guy, Josh Pate. He was just like, you know, 14-0 and 17-3 are the two most misleading scores in football. All right, Trey, we will talk to you tomorrow. That is Trey Pate of Hogsports.com being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.